So I start this one off with what's going on with the war between Russia and Ukraine? Specifically about Russia and Ukraine. I don't know so much about it. So I'm not going to speak about that specifically. But what I do know is 2019, slightly prior to that, I was telling Ivy that something major is going to happen. Because sometimes we have to pay attention to the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room was saying 16, 19, 2019. So many other people got different ways of calculating time. But I just sometimes say, keep it simple. And even though people have lied to us, uh, just go by what's written down. It's like if dates didn't matter, time didn't matter based on what we understand as time, then how would seasons change on time? There's something to time that's here that we need to pay attention to. With that being said, 1619 to 2019 was the ending of the 400 years of bondage for the chosen. And I didn't know exactly what. I didn't. But I knew for sure something was going to happen major. And where I am located, basically, it was right away. But I'm not in America right now, so it was delayed a few months as far as what was happening globally, what was brewing, what was coming, what was already here where I am. And since then, that has pretty much dominated the whole globe. I mean, everywhere. It's really affected everywhere. Travel and work and jobs and kids covering their faces. and It's really impacted so many people. But I knew something was coming. Um, this is not like being some prophet or something. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the chosen people are going to know things, period. It's just, it is what it is. And we don't need to debate who the chosen are because there's, there's no debate for that. The chosen are the chosen. And so... 2019 was the beginning of something that's still going on to this day. But can it just be that? You know, once people start to think we got a handle on something, is when something else comes about. And so what's happening between Russia and Ukraine, while I'm, I'm ignorant to a lot of it as far as specifics, what I'm not ignorant to is enough you know, I don't like to talk about stuff I don't know about. I'm not a prisoner. I've never been in prison or jail or even in trouble. And I don't want to say I'm fortunate because that's the way it should be. I know nothing about that. But what I do know is when a person has served his or her sentence, that's it. They're walking out. Their debt is repaid to society. It's it. And so it's now time to be restored to whatever they were. 
do whatever they're going to do. But their punishment has been served. I had, and I say had because as of September 23rd, 2022, I just kind of let it go. But forgive me if you disagree with me saying it like this. I had my bones to pick with the father himself. And I say it that way because I feel like a lot of us so-called believers are cowardly. We continuously pray. We continuously fast. We continuously church. We continuously stand on the corner and say we're awakened and we're Hebrew and we're Israel and we bash each other. We do all these things. Somebody put a knee on our necks. We're protesting. We're in the street. We're marching. We're busting open windows of businesses that's right in our neighborhood that we're technically paying for with tax dollars that we don't have to pay. And I choose not to do that. I was reading an article uh, about Magic Johnson, and I have, a, I have experiences with Magic Johnson directly before. But I was reading an article, and or watching something, forgive me if it was watching or reading. But Magic was essentially saying, when he was starting out, uh, he had to learn from Dr. Buzz. He had to read business papers and all these different kinds of things. Oh, it was watching something. And he had to prove himself. But once he proved himself, he moved up and moved higher, moved higher, moved higher. And basically now he's to the point where he's taking meetings from people on his level or higher uh, based on what he view as his level. His level of earthly power that he's accumulated, he's not really, and it's not to be disrespectful to somebody who doesn't have anything or don't have a name or a brand. He's not being disrespectful. But what he's saying is, basically, unless you have something that's knocking his socks off, like he's not really the one for someone who's just starting out. He's not the one. He's talking to powerful people. And predominantly people who have more influence than even he does. And I'm talking about earthly influence. Power speaks to power. I refuse to talk weak to the Father anymore. I refuse to beg. I refuse to ask. I refuse to pray for stuff I already prayed for. I refuse. I refuse to march in the street. Me being isolated in another country when George Floyd, when the knee was placed on his neck, and that represents so much to me, and maybe I'll talk about that later, because it's bigger than just his neck. But watching all these people protest and march and do all these things, I felt like I'm not a part of this thing. I felt like... I'm not doing anything to help the people. I felt like I was playing the sideline or something because I'm so far away and I'm really detached from it as far as physically. And I felt somewhat bad about it from one perspective. But what I can do to fight is I don't need to be in the streets marching. What the hell has that ever done for us? Protesting. What the hell has that ever done for us? We didn't do nothing. 
You might get some nickels and dimes, some drips and drops. You may get integration, but then the same person says he may have integrated us into a burning house. So all the things that we have gotten or earned or whatever you want to call it, it's been fool's gold to a certain degree. Why would I go that route? So what I did, what I'm doing now, I fasted. I often fast. This is not to brag about it. But I shouldn't even have to clarify that because we can talk about all the other things we do that's nonsense. Man, I drank 10 Jägermeisters last night. I, I smoked two J's. I did all, all these different things that we talk about. And yet fasting is like, no, keep that to yourself. Hell no. I fast a lot. And so what I did, I fasted. And I went through a whole process where I was angry. Not angry with politicians, man. These people, I don't care what president is in. People talk so badly about Donald Trump as if he brought racism and ignorance to the table. He's a product of all the hatred. He's, he don't have any power. He ain't create nothing. There's nothing new under the sun. People looking forward to Biden to come in and change. Man, you, we keep looking for these people. We're going to continuously be sleepwalking. Looking for the alarm clock that's ringing in our heads to turn it off. We'll still be sleepwalking, so to hell with that. I went directly to the Father with my demands. Because time is served. First of all, I'm a person who says, we, and when I'm talking about who killed the Father, I say kill him. I say we killed him. We didn't just, we didn't just turn our heads from him. I think we killed a part of the love that, that it took to create us and, and make us separate, make us a special treasure. We killed a big part of that by turning our heads and back on him. We did some terrible things. We brought so much calamity and disaster to this whole world. We did that. But I always say we. I don't say the ancestors because on the good side, we can't speak about our ancestors from one perspective. Then when we talk about what we did to destroy the father and destroy ourselves, say they, them. I refuse to do that. I did it. I'm a part of it. It's in my DNA just like it is, the way that I walk and the way my left hand is like my daddy. And I don't even know this dude. So all the things that we did to put us in this situation, I take responsibility for it. I ask for forgiveness for it. I repent for it. I fast for it. I pray for it. But enough of that. I'm not doing it anymore. You know, when you stand up to the Father, some people might say, what are you talking about? This dude is going crazy. Well, maybe I have. And maybe that's the thing we all need to do. Because power speaks to power. If the Father is all power, why do we come to him begging? Why do we come to him repetitive, doing the same things we've been doing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands of years? For what? What is that going to get us? Think of it in simple terms. And I'll use this example several times throughout the next several pieces that I do. I grew up without my dad around, so 
I'm just using it for me being a dad now and just my observations to be clear. As a dad, you have a son. And that son, when he's a kid, you know, you're carrying him, you're taking care of him, and you're showing him off to people. Look what my son can do. He can run, he can jump, he can do this, he can read, he can do all these different kinds of things. Then he grows up and become a teenager, then a young adult, then an adult. A dad, a father, doesn't want his son to come to him in a servant type of a way. Humility is has its place. Everything has its place. But too much of anything is not a good thing. So if a son came to his father who's a real man, who loves his son to do anything for him, begging over and over again, asking so weakly and, oh, oh, oh. So pathetic. That dad who would do anything for a son might say, man, I did a terrible job. My, my son is not a man. But if that same son says, you know what? I know my dad can help me with this, but I'm going to do it by myself. But I'm doing it with, by myself with the respect and with the love and the care that my dad put into me. So I'm never going to lose that part. But I have my own thing, my own courage, my own way to do it. And I can stand up to anything. I can stand up to anyone. And if I get to the point where I really need something, I'm going to talk power, even to my dad. And when you do that to a dad who's really a great dad, he's going to respect that. Even if you say something he disagrees with. I remember when I was making a decision to which college I'm going to and after college, uh, university, after I graduated, what I decided to do, my mom was against it. She didn't want me to do that. Pardon me, she didn't want me to do that. But I graduated a university myself. I essentially put myself through school. I took all the things that my mom put into me and I put it into myself and then at the same time, I added on top of it my own things. And I have a creative passion that I love more than anything else. And so while I had offers right in the city and state where I was from, was familiar to my mom, I made a decision to move to L.A. that she wasn't really on board with. But I did it with respect and with power. And all she can do is bless me and make sure hopefully that I'm safe. Because I did it. As a young man, that is a little kid begging my mom to let me do something. So I take that same approach with the father himself. And even though my perspective has even changed from who the father is, that's a whole other topic that might blow your mind. I did that. So instead of marching in the streets like some idiot, and I do mean idiot because it's time out for that. It ain't doing nothing for us but putting more people in jail. Some people that's marching that's really filled with so much passion, they end up dead just like the person they're marching for. What did that do? They're still putting knees on our necks. Every week there's a new kid being killed. I just read something about a 12-year-old chosen kid arrested for a bike that they said was stolen that's not even stolen.
They still booked him. They still gave this kid a charge. They fingerprinted him. His mom's crying. Some damn sneaky, slobbering lawyer sitting next to her because there's possibly some money in it for him. It's the same story. It's like a record. I know many of us don't listen to records anymore, but there's nothing like the sound of vinyl. Sometimes if there's a hair or a scratch in the record, it just keeps repeating. You just keep repeating. It's on repeat. The record's still spinning 360 degrees, but it just keeps repeating. It don't go forward. It just keeps repeating until you move the needle. I choose to move the needle. Why should I worry about going to hell anymore? We probably in hell already. Our dumb ass is not knowing. Everybody kissing ass to go to heaven ain't going. Put my soul on it. Now, I always, I got a little thing about people who quote rappers, but hey, if it, the shoe fits. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm just not. And so when I say power speaks to power, we have to speak power to the Father to move forward. We have to speak power to the Father to move forward. And I'm talking to those who are chosen. Anybody else who won't understand me, don't understand me, I really don't care. Speaking of which, I often like to give love to people who kind of help me along the way because all these people saying they're awakened, man, that's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. We've been awakened. We 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 overdoing this this thing this term we awaken I'm I'm woke sounds ridiculous because we still don't know anything. What's behind your wall? What's behind there? You can't see what's behind the white wall that you have. You can't see the beams. You can't see. Whatever they got put between there. I saw an earthquake and somebody had some, I never forget, it was like some coffee cans in between the walls. But what's inside the wall? We can't see the insulation. We can't see the beams. We can't see the dust. We can't see any of it. But it's there. Just because we don't see it, it's there. Every single day we're in our home, apartments, houseboat. Wherever we are, cabins, wherever we are, we can't see behind the wall. Can't see it. But just because we can't see it and we don't pay attention to it doesn't mean it's not there and that is not holding us up. We haven't awakened to anything. Now we're just looking behind the wall. We're looking inside of ourselves for the first time in a long time saying, wait a minute, I'm not a nigger. I'm not black. I'm not all this stuff they told me. I'm not a hoodlum. I'm not a thug. I stopped using the word black a long time ago. I didn't plan to talk about this, but 
maybe I mentioned it before because I'm doing so many different things. Maybe I repeated, said this already, but if I did, so what? If I didn't, okay. <clears throat> I'm living in China now. I'm living in China now. And the word for black is hey. The word for person or people is right. I don't say that right because there's no R sound in, in the Chinese language. So I know I'm not pronouncing it properly because that one I struggle with pronouncing it. But basically the bottom line to get the essence of it, it's hey and black person. I didn't I never really liked that term, black. But let me tell you how ridiculously stupid it is. When they use the term hey in China, where I am, it has no connection to anything but a color. Like to hear black in America, we put so many things to it. We add black is beautiful, all my black sisters, James Brown, I'm black and I'm proud. And we add so many characteristics to it. It's like the word nigga. Oh man, it's not nigger, it's nigga. It's all we add all this stuff to make it fit what we're trying to say and what we're trying to do. So the term black has been given to us in the recent what, fifty years or something like that. Colored. Negro, all these different things besides Israel, Hebrew, besides who we are, the chosen ones. But all these terms just to cover us up by something black. Because black removes all the light, man. So when you hear somebody, and I'm saying anything negative about people who say, hey, rent in China. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not talking about that part of it. I'm talking about just the color, just the color. And so when I hear people say how, hey, how means, let's just make it simple. How is like so, so black, so how, hey, so black, right? Because to, to them, I'm much darker than them, but I'm brown. I'm fairly light brown, not light skinned, but I'm a light brown, not even a dark brown. I don't care what shade our beautiful people are, but I'm talking about me. My complexion is light brown. So sometimes I ask kids like, okay, I hold up something that's actually black and say, what is this? Hey, and it's so black. And then I say, what color am I? And it's like don't or something, it's brown. Even the kids are smarter than us, man. It changes their whole perspective. Without doing anything with that little example, little kids start to think, wait a minute, this person is not so black. But black people, and I'm using that for a reason, keep using this term black. All that is doing is covering us, covering us up by something that's removing all the light. It's not who we are, we're not black. Even the darkest person is not a black person. So we're just tricking ourselves. We're not awakened. 
We're just starting to pay attention to who the hell we are. And so back to my point, I like to give credit to so many people who kind of encouraged me along the way because me, like I said, I'm so isolated. And since 2012, I've been on this journey that's, it look it feels slow from one perspective, but it's, it's, it's light years far away from where I was in 2012, which was great. I was living a great life then. But it's so heightened now. So many people while I'm abroad, alone, isolated. And I do mean isolated because I don't have anybody to connect with as far as the spiritual things that I think about. So many people on various, let's just say networks, I listen to occasionally. You know, I, I, it's this thing I say, listen to them, but don't listen to them. What that means is listen to them because, you know, hear a little, there a little, eat the meat, spit out the bones. You can get something from everybody. Everybody, even an, even an idiot can teach you something. Uh, uh, I, you can pick up something from everyone, but at the same time, I don't put it inside my body. I don't, I don't take it as gospel. I, I just, I appreciate the people who's putting effort in, but at the same time, I still follow my own thing. With that being said, it's several people who I really come to enjoy listening to because they have a wide variety of thoughts, wider than the people who just still talking about, yeah, I'm reading the Bible and law, script, law statutes and commandments. and Okay, yeah, that's part of it. What's next? What's next? We've been doing that forever. You think you're the only person who know that the father ain't white? That Jesus is bull crap? You're the first person to know that? You're the first person to follow the law, statutes, and commandments? Yeah, were you doing that when you were in prison and robbing and skilling and stealing? So now everybody's on a soapbox. Imagine you're teaching God himself. Now, how idiotic would you feel trying to in educate God himself, and you don't know he's standing in front of you. We still haven't gotten it because we're still so arrogant with our little 10 cent bit of knowledge or information. We know nothing. And yet we know everything. It's just behind the walls. It's one thing I would like to share with some of the brothers, I won't say anybody's names, who I really enjoy. They're looking behind the walls. They're bringing great books and great information, so many things to the whole nation. But one thing several of them do, I hope we as a collective can stop doing. Once again, I'll give you an example of something. When I was in college, I was working for Fox News and me, I'm a person who really like to pay attention to things that people now don't talk about. So I broke down the news. Forgive me right now. It's been so many years. You know, my brain has not been on this. But minus commercials. And again, forgive me if I'm a little bit off. It's either 26 or 28. But I'm going to go with 28 minutes. 
minus commercials for 30 minute news cast, the actual news is about 28 minutes. And if you take away just the things that's basically going to be set, weather, sports, take that out. I think it dropped down to, oh, I forget now. I think then it was like 26, 24, 26 minutes of news. Let's just go to 24. 24 minutes. Or it was eight. What's that? Forgive me. I forget the numbers because I had the real numbers. Let's just drop it down to 18 minutes, okay? 18 minutes of real news, right? Of that 18-minute news, most of it is local news. You got some national news, something that happens, a major earthquake or something that happens. Uh, but for the most part, you got local news. So let's drop that down to, let's just say, 16 minutes of actual news. 80% of the news was negative. I, I mean, I really did a study. I, forgive me, the numbers are off right now. I'm just going to tell you that straight up because I, don't have an, I haven't even looked at this since like 98, 1998 or something. But I really did do a study. Like I did it for several weeks. And 80% of it, minus sports, minus weather. Because weather can't really be negative. Even if you have something bad happening, it's just weather. Now, what happens from that is based on whatever it is. but And then sports, for the most part, is just, okay, relax time. So commercials, news, I mean, commercials, sports, weather, erase that. The rest of the news, let's say, is about 16 minutes. And 80% of that 16 minutes was negative news. So if you look at it, let's say, now, I was in East Lansing at the time. East Lansing is not really a violent place, but let's just take any city, any city, Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, D.C., just take any city, Philadelphia, New York, a person that knows nothing about that place, watch the news for 30 minutes. What they're going to feel is 80% of that city, of that place, is negative. It's just going to happen. But then I started to pay attention to what I saw every day in my regular life. Now, granted, at the time, I was in East Lansing. And East Lansing, relatively speaking, is not a violent place. It's not, it's not really a violent place when I was there. When I was there, I remember it was like 12 murders in a year or something. Now, that's still terrible for me. But at the same time, compared to some other places, like that happens in a day sometimes. So... My regular life, I remember the first day I started this, I carried, I literally carried some old ladies' groceries across the street. Now, even though I'm doing the observation, I wasn't thinking about the observation when I did that, but I actually helped this old lady across Grand River with some groceries myself. That wasn't reported in the news. So many people helping helping one another. So many people doing all kinds of things for each other. That wasn't reported in the news. I didn't see any fights or any violence. I didn't even see a car crash. That wasn't reported in the news. But 80% of the news that I was working at, I was working for Fox 47. I was there. 80% of it is negative. 
I did this case study myself. No professor told me to do it. Now flip it to what a lot, a lot of people are saying. A lot of brothers are still talking about what Esau is doing and the, the, the Christian church and they, 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 and they still don't want to tell the truth and they, they, they. And this is not knocking these great brothers. I am not saying anything negative about them because they're putting in effort and specifically the ones that I'm talking about. Like literally every week consistently, about four to seven plus times a week, they're posting something and it has some bit of information that's that's relevant. That's great. I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative at all about my brothers. But what I am saying is this. If we spend 80% of our time talking about who we're not, a new person as some people say, to this truth, is going to hear 80% information about who he's not. I don't, I don't have, the moment has passed for that. The moment we're in now is, who are we? Not who we're not. I'm not a woman. Do I need to waste my time to study and find out that I'm not a woman? I'm not a woman. So what does that have to do with anything? Teach me how to be a man. I grew up without a daddy. I don't know all these things. Now I got a daughter of my own. I got a wife of my own. Don't waste my time teaching me that I'm not a woman. Teach me how to be a, a great husband. Teach me how to be a great father to my daughter. Don't teach me that I'm not a woman. I, I, I don't need to know that. So what I'm saying is, it might get us more clicks and more views. It might get us talking. It might get us more people in the chat said, mm-hmm. All praises to the most high. It might get us all these catchphrases, all these things. But what is it really doing? It's not unlearning us anything. Teach me what I need to know. Thus, I know that. So if I spend... 60 minutes with you, 90 minutes with you, 100 minutes with you. Let's get to 90 plus percent where I'm learning about who I really am. I'm learning some truth. I'm not, I don't need to learn what's false. I don't need to learn that. I don't need that recycled in my mind over and over again. And that's what I personally see a lot of us doing right now. I feel too much because the moment has passed for that. Let us not be like the newscast that I observed around 98, 99 or whatever it was. Let us not be like that. 80% of the news is negative. So I think 80% of the city is negative. I learn all the things that I'm not. So I think 80% of the information I got is what I'm not. But that still doesn't teach me who I am. Teach me who I am. Then I will know. 